This is episode 200, special edition, 200th episode anniversary, eight life lessons in 2020. This is the dance of life. My name is Tudor Alexander, and we are going to go on a journey to hack your mind, body, and soul for living your best life yet. Tune in every week to learn something new, grow, and get inspired as we discover the secrets of success and practice the art of fulfillment. And if it's one thing I hope you learn from today, it's that your life is a dance. And just like any dance, you can learn to dance it well. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Wherever you happen to be, so grateful to have you here with me today. It's a special episode for me, 200th anniversary episode. Not that I'm alive for 200 years, although I'm hoping with all this anti-aging stuff, you'll never know. You know, we're, we're doing some crazy stuff these days, but 200th episode anniversary, that's what I meant to say. So thank you so much for being here. It's been quite a ride. I mean, 200 episodes, that's, that's a big threshold, you know, especially if you've ever started a podcast yourself or, you know, doing any blog or anything like that, you know that... Uh, it's definitely a grind and it's a, an unrewarded grind and not like you're making a shit ton of money or anything from podcasting. Uh, but it's, it's a life's passion if you really enjoy it. So I'm, I'm now official 200 episodes is more than just experimenting. It's definitely an official podcast. I think the statistics are like the most, I don't know, some high percentage of podcasts basically fail within the first two years or they stop, basically they stop producing. I don't know if you can fail at a podcast, but you basically can quit it and I haven't quit. So I'm pretty excited to be here with you. So thank you for being here, for sharing this moment. And I want to do something special uh, because it is the 200th episode anniversary. You know, it's a big milestone. So if you haven't been tuning in, I did a little set of challenges in the last couple of weeks, like, you know, basically diff different types of challenges for your body, for your mind, uh, for your soul, different things to get you moving and to get some results in your life. And if you did the challenges, if you like the Facebook page, then, you know, you would be one of the winners for a lot of different prizes, a lot of different courses that I have, you know, free books, signed autograph by yours truly, virtual coffee, all this kind of stuff. So the period for that has ended. Sorry. <laughs> so if you, if you did that, I'm reaching out to you and I'll let you know, uh, but that's okay. If you're first time tuning in or, you know, if you if you missed the boat on those other ones, I'm going to give you one more shot. You can email me. If you listen to this episode, email me, tutor at danceoflife.com. It's T-U-D-O-R at danceoflife.com. You can email me and say, hey, you know, I heard this episode and what I'm going to do for you is I just released this new program that I'm offering. It's called Align Your Life 30-Day Challenge. So we're basically going to meet four times over Zoom, got to socially distance, right? Uh, we're going to meet four times over Zoom. We're going to set some goals, be very intentional about it. I'm going to flood you with all kinds of things that you can take action on from the physical and nutrition and health to mental and spiritual and mindset stuff and fulfillment and all these kind of things. So our goal is to really align your life in 30 days. So if that sounds exciting to you, the let, you know, the sessions are free. If you email me, based on this episode. So that's my that's my gift to you for 200th episode anniversary. So email me, tutor at danceoflife.com if you want to jump into that. It's been a crazy, crazy year, guys. You know, it's been a, a crazy year for all of us with all these lockdowns and the virus stuff. I hope you're healthy. Uh, I did release an episode in the past that uh, put together a PDF and resource for how to use 
you know, alternative things, health things, supplements to keep your immune system as strong as possible. So if you didn't catch that, you can go to danceoflife.com slash COVID-19. And that's basically going to be a PDF of all the research-based ingredients and nutrients that are proven to inhibit viral replication, to strengthen your immune system, uh, you know, reduce like recovery time, all that kind of stuff. So that's a handy resource. Hope you're keeping yourself healthy. You know, whatever side of the fence you belong on, whether it's mass or no mass or socially distance or, you know, all that kind of stuff, it doesn't really matter. I, I try to avoid politics on this show, and that's one promise from me that you're going to get, that uh, we aren't going to get political because ultimately, you know, that, that Zen proverb, let go or be dragged. And, and that's really uh, the thing that I want to focus on today is that if you hang on, the, the world outside of you is constantly, especially today, it's constantly changing. It is moving around like crazy. There's, a, there's literally, you're in the eye of the storm, and your peace lies in that eye and coming back to that eye. Because as soon as you reach out there and you get attached to anything, you're going to be dragged, especially now it is insane. And so to center back on what I mean about the whole politics thing and why I don't really focus on that stuff, you know, I focus on health. Health is a big thing, especially this year. I really opened up back into biohacking. I've done biohacking for the last 15 years of my life, 16 years. And I'm writing a second book right now. It's going to have all the biohack stuff that I've been doing for the last 15 years, especially the new stuff with all the research. So it's a huge part of my life. And I believe that you should focus on health uh, rather than being in fear. Uh, But regardless, you know, I'm not going to worry about politics or all these different things, because at the end of the day, the things that truly change your life are the ones that bring you back to center, you know, like gratitude, like certain mindset things, like finding your life purpose. Uh, Like aligning your body physically, nutritionally, knowing how to have better sleep, how to have reduced anxiety from a nutritional perspective, certain things you can do to heal faster, to, uh, you know, help you feel relaxed without having to use drugs or, you know, sedatives or barbiturates or anything else like this. So there's certain things we can do that really hold value, knowing, you know, certain facts about mass or arguing certain political perspectives, those don't really fundamentally change your life. They don't fundamentally improve your ability to make decisions. So that's going to be my focus. So regardless of what happens with the world, (laughs) however crazy it gets, it's probably going to get a lot crazier, uh, especially before the U.S. election. I'm sure it's just going to get crazy, crazy. But life is good, guys. You know, this is the best time to be alive right now. So whatever, again, side of the fence you're on, forget all that stuff because the future is looking bright. You know, in the next couple of years, we're going to see some amazing things come to light as far as, you know, innovations in health and wellness, uh, you know, communication. People are communicating in novel ways now through the Internet and exchanging information. It's, it's a great time to be alive. We're so lucky. We're going to have flying cars and, you know, stem cells and probably time travel and aliens. I mean, who knows? You know, if you're like, let's say I'm 36 right now, presumably I can live at least another 50 years or so. I mean... I, I don't even know what it's going to be like in 50 years. It's it's insane. It's literally insane. So it's exciting. Forget all the stuff that's happening this year uh, and focus on the things that can truly change your life so that when all this stuff clears, you're ready for it. So I want to share with you eight lessons that I learned this year. So far, it's only been, <laughs> I mean, I've learned a lot more, but I'm putting together eight that I think will, will really encapsulate most of it. And also the ones that you know we can all relate to. So I think it's a good time, especially with all these things going on, like I said, to reconnect to the things that truly bring you peace, that help you change uh, internally rather than, you know, just ping-ponging from one perspective to another out there because, again, it's crazy. 
and really empower you to make good decisions because this will pass. This will pass, and when it does, you know, it's not going to leave any stone unturned. And if you have been able to use this crazy time right now to really transform and dig deep within yourself and to find a new layer, find a new layer of inspiration, of life purpose. You know, with all these lockdowns, people are, uh, you know, just in the house all day. And it's a great time. People think, oh, man, that's terrible. And in some way, yeah, there's definitely a rise in, you know, abuse and, and drug use and all this kind of things because people are bored, you know, or depressed or, you know, all these kind of things. But at the same time, it's an opportunity when you have this silence to rediscover yourself and maybe question the path you were on, you know, and, and find to say, hey, you know, maybe this kind of work was like meaningless for me. Maybe I need to find something that's more fulfilling. So it's a very valuable time so that when things do return, quote unquote, back to normal, they won't be back to normal. But when they do, you know, get out of this nonsense that's happening right now, and we get back to some semblance of a normal life, uh, you know, it's not going to be normal. You'll be ready for a new path. 2020 to me is a marker. It's a marker for a new age. It's, you know, there's nothing like when a, when a chick hash, hatches from a, an egg, it's not a peaceful process. I mean, it's it's breaking through, you know, it's like trying to breathe, you know, so it's it's a crazy process. But at the same time, it needs to do that to be a chick and a hen and all that kind of stuff to be able to evolve. So this is what we're going through right now. And just keep your eye on the prize and the future's bright. So last two and a half years for me have been crazy. I'm very grateful to have you here. And especially in the last seven months, it's been a lot of life lessons. And I think you can relate to the first one was always do the right thing because it will come back to you. I had a client that I was coaching last year and, uh, you know, she was one of my best clients and basically we were, we were doing a lot of coaching and, and training and I wanted her to have the, the results that she wanted and the results that she wanted required more of my time. And obviously, you know, that's expensive, especially if you're hiring somebody privately. And so, you know, I, I, gave her a scholarship. I worked some things out for her so she could attain her goals. She had some big goals and they were really noble. I said, you know what, let's do this. And, you know, we, we, we did the different programs and things like this. And, you know, in, when the year came around, she had a lot of internal changes that were very positive. And one of those changes was to leave a toxic job that she was at. And as a result of this new job that she got, which was pretty much her dream job, you know, she was getting paid more, she was happy there, and it was also a lot more rigorous. So basically she said, you know, listen, we, we can't uh, do any programs anymore, can't do any coaching. I said, okay. You know, it was, it was a bit of a surprise because we had planned, you know, a whole year ahead of, you know, ahead of time and things like this. But, uh, you know, for several months, that was a big change in my income at the time, obviously before all this lockdown stuff happened. And I come to learn in like May <laughs> through... A, a fluke accident. I mean, God, it almost kind of annoys me because basically she had sent me a check, but to this place that I was teaching out of. And it, you know, I'm an independent contractor there. And the guy who owned it didn't even tell me until literally the last day that he was moving out of this place. He said, oh, hey, by the way, you have a check from so-and-so. I was like, what? You know, so you know, I checked this check and it's a couple months old already at that point. And the check was for a very large amount of money. And, you know, several thousand dollars. And I was like, whoa, what the hell? Like, are you kidding me? And, you know, I thought back, you know, to this and it was a beautiful written note. It was really touching. You know, I keep all my notes. If you ever written me a note, I, I keep it in a little treasure box where I put all my stuff. And 
you know, it was a very sweet note. And the note really made a difference for me. I was like, wow, you know, I mean, the money's nice, of course. Money comes to me naturally. I always affirm this. Money just comes to me easily. I don't have to try to work for it. And it does. It comes from many sources. So you want to affirm these things for yourself, especially every time you gain money from an unexpected source. Don't just say, oh, I got lucky. You know, reaffirm that the universe is working in your favor and stay with that vibration. Uh, Because in this case, you know, I did something right for a person. I went above and beyond. I I did 100%, 110%. I went with my heart and it paid me back. It didn't pay me back immediately, but it paid me back when I needed it the most because right around the May, you know, obviously it was lockdowns and stuff and, you know, everybody, especially if you're working one-on-one with people and in person, I mean, you're, and you're, and you're self-employed. I mean, you're shit out of luck, man. I mean, all the stuff was closed. So it came right at the right time. And that really, man, that was like, wow, you know, you really, if you do the right thing, it will always come back to you. When it, when it comes back to you is not necessarily under your control. But if it comes back to you is, and it will if you do the right thing. So that's my first lesson to you is do the right thing. Work from your heart. Always follow your gut and it will come back to you. You know, in line with that, another thing I wanted to share with you is, and this is my second lesson, is that, you know, you are taken care of. This is a huge message that I think everybody needs to hear with all this stuff that's going on is that you are taken care of the the world outside is a crazy storm but you have the ability to be in the eye of the storm and and find solutions when you're calm that are unavailable to you when you're frantic and you know my personal case like i said at the beginning of this especially being you know one-on-one coaching a lot of that kind of work basically i you know a lot of clients obviously places were closed you know socially distanced you know wear masks all this stuff so my business pretty much disappeared, like, which is like with most people in my industry. And, you know, that, that I'll be honest, it gave me a little freak out moment. I was like, okay, (laughs) let's see what happens. And I even had, I even had a client right before all this happened, literally like a week before where I had to give her a refund for a package uh, on, you know, it was a pretty large refund, several hundred dollars. And, you know, because I just, you know, it wasn't working. I mean, this is very rare. This, I think, has happened maybe once or twice in my entire 15-year career. But this was one of those people, unfortunately, that, you know, we just, it wasn't working. It just was not working. I was happy to give her a refund. And, uh, but even giving her a refund, I was like, man, shit, can I just stomach this just because I need the money? And I, and I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't be inauthentic with myself. So I gave her the refund and I was like, whatever, I'll, I'll figure out <laughs> how I'm going to survive with all this stuff, what's happening. And lo and behold, you know, with all the people canceling, uh, when unemployment, I applied for unemployment, I got approved. And, uh, you know, that that was a saving grace because I didn't work. And because I didn't work, I was able to receive help. And I also, in exchange for that, I had my free time. So I started writing this book. I developed some online challenges. So, you know, look, I mean, everybody's case is different. In some case, you could say, I got lucky. But again, if you see the world as lucky and unlucky, that puts all of the responsibility for the outcome outside of you. And the people who are successful where they just got lucky. Or the people, if you're unsuccessful or you have suffering in your life, you're just unlucky. And that's not really the case. I mean, that's one that's one perspective, but it doesn't lead you to any power. Another perspective is that, hey, you know, in my case, I needed time to write this. This second book I'm coming out with, guys, it's going to be phenomenal. And I created this program, like I said, the 30-day challenge. So email me uh, if you want to jump in on that. It's free, four sessions with me because you listen to this episode. We align your life in 30 days. But creating these kind of things, I needed the time. And I needed to be able to 
to have the resources to do these things too. And it all worked out, even though I was panicking for like a day or two, of course, but I'm like, all right, let me just remember what I teach, which is live your life through faith, live your life through gratitude. And every day I, I thanked the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, whatever you pray to for money that comes to me easily. I say that all the time. Money comes to me easily. It comes naturally. It comes effortlessly. Clients appear without, you know, having to try anything. They literally appear. I mean, I can't tell you, like, ever since I started this 30-day challenge, the 30-day the Align Your Life challenge, I had, like, when I did that, it's basically, you know, people started emailing me and texting me like, hey, I have a friend who, like, needs help with X and X. Do you think, like, so it just started happening out of, without advertising, without, you know, letting anybody know on social media. I mean, it's literally just putting this together. And when I do advertise, it's going to be even better. But the point is, you know, this is maybe a third lesson for you is that when you work on what you love, the people will come. So you're taken care of. You have to you have to operate that you're always taking care of regardless of what happens. You got to return back to center. And when you're in peaceful mindset, you can see solutions that you have no way of understanding when you're in a hectic mode of the storm and running around and hanging on to things and being pushed around by the drama that's out there. Because there are multiple factors outside of your life that are constantly moving. There's no way to keep track of these factors. And if you come back to a peaceful mindset, you enter your creative mind, your intuitive mind. That mind is able to deal with chaotic systems. In fact, your logical mind, the one that's like very systematic and, and needs like solutions and certainty, that one operates on logic and on things you can measure. And it's very limited. I mean, it's useful. Of course, we need that. But it's very limited when there is uncertainty. But when you use your creative mind, it thrives on uncertainty. And, and intuition just you know uses these chaotic systems and guides you through them using game theory, using basically all these little variables it calculates. It's a very different way of thinking. And the only way you can enter that, though, is through relaxing. Because when you're stressed out, the, the instinct is to enter the the beta mind or the beta waves, you know, the basically the stressed out mind that's analyzing and, and trying to solve things. And that works for certain solutions. It's very task oriented. But when things are uncertain because of multiple variables, the only way out of that is by calming down, coming back to faith. All these things that sound so metaphysical and woo-woo, there's actually a psychological basis to it. Your intuitive mind deals with chaos much better than your logical mind. You know, you put yourself in you know, like a random street or something, and you ever walk through it based on intuition, like, okay, I think it's over here, and you find that place. You know, these kinds of experiences every day that we have where our intuition, you let your intuition drive, and, you know, it leads you to the right place, that's an example of how your intuitive mind is able to use and calculate multiple variables at the same time in a way that your logical mind would just be totally burned out, like there's no way, because it, it works linearly. So work on what you love. And when you work on what you love and you focus on, you know, these principles of being, you know, faith and abundance and, and really reaffirming to yourself, you know, I'm taking care of it. It's fine. This is all for my purpose. You know, the challenges that I've been given are uniquely given to me so that I could help others. Then you're living your life in alignment and the things will come to you naturally. And this is the perfect time, more than any other time, to practice it. It's during this craziness. So that's why this year is so transformative. Another thing is be patient. Be patient during the creative process, during the, and I don't mean creative, like artistically creative. Anytime you're creating anything, you know, whether it's a new 
uh, podcast. <laughs> if you're creating a podcast, watch out. It's really freaking hard. But if you're creating anything, a, a new family, a new job, a new project at home, any kind of creative process has multiple things open at the same time. You know, I, I am like anybody else that loves certainty and having nice little clean cut. Okay, I'm done with this. Now I'm on to this thing. And everything is just one thing at a time. That's beautiful to me. But it just doesn't happen that way all the time. And especially when you're doing a lot and a lot of things are changing, it's going to get very messy. And so there's one way to interpret that, which is like, oh, crap, everything's going to hell. You know, it's just all over the place true. That's one perspective. Another perspective is, wow, so much shit is changing. And, you know, th that's, that's empowering because this is going to be totally different on the other side of it. You know, there's so many different things that are unraveling and, and sh changing and shifting that this is going to be a whole new situation when it's done. And, you know, when things are really transforming, like it is with this year, every aspect of life is unraveling. And that is, that is disconcerting because especially we all have a different tolerance for that. But you have to embrace the messiness. Otherwise, you'll never get anywhere. You know, you don't get distracted by it unraveling. You know, keep your eyes on your vision, on your goal, on the thing that you want most, on faith, on the future that you truly believe. And I believe that the future is optimistic. You know, there's a lot, again, depending on what side of the rabbit hole you go down, you know, the future is apocalypse, all this kind of crazy stuff. I don't think so. I think the future is going to be great. We're entering a new age that's going to be totally amazing. And in order for that to happen, there's a lot of things that need to change with the old system of how life has been set up for hundreds and hundreds of years. All that is unraveling, and that is a good thing. So don't be afraid of change. Be patient and allow things to be, allow multiple things to be messy around you. That's my lesson to you, and that's the lesson that I've learned this year, especially in the last seven months. Next one is don't be afraid to quit. You know, I, <laughs> I always say don't quit, you know, but... Don't be afraid to quit. I'll give you a little story what I mean by this. You know, I, I spend so much money on advertising content on social media and different things like this. You know, obviously you try to get the word out. And podcasting is a uniquely difficult uh, medium because there's no, you know, it's not a quick fix thing like TikTok. I mean, now I think one of my friends is doing TikTok and she was showing me like some people on there that have like millions and millions of followers for literally the most, in my opinion, the most dumbest thing you can do. Just bounce around and, you know, whatever, like show off your sex appeal and you have 60 something million followers. You're making a ton of money from promotions. I mean, to me, it's just, it's ridiculous, but you know, it is what it is. So if you can intelligently market yourself through that and, you know, reap the rewards of the system, go for it by all means. But, you know, the, the big point is don't be afraid to quit. You know, don't, don't be afraid to try things either. That's these two go in hand in hand. Those are kind of the two back to back lessons. Don't be afraid to try things. Uh, and don't be afraid to quit either. A lot of times, you know, we, we hear all this talk about don't quit, you know, got to persevere, got to push it, got to hustle. And that's true. Like, this is a dance. This is a dance of life, which is basically do you quit or do you not quit? And at the end of the day, I can't tell you that there is a right answer because it's there is never a right answer. You know, when should you quit or, you know, when should you not quit? Ultimately, I think the answer is, if you do choose to quit, make sure that you are authentically in alignment with that choice. If you choose to not quit, same thing. Make sure that you're authentically in alignment because most of the time, the real problem and the real resistance that happens is because we either quit or we keep going out of inauthentic reasons, right? So you quit because eh, you're 
somebody made fun of you and you feel stupid or something, you know, or you keep going because, you know, you have something to prove rather than you actually genuinely enjoy, enjoy doing what you're doing. You know, like with this podcast, like with anything else, one of the big lessons for me was to just keep doing it because I love doing it. You know, I'm going to be focusing more on interviews in the future, probably another couple months, like another month or two. I'm probably going to stop doing the solo episodes because I really just enjoy talking to people and interviewing them. And I'm I'm having now so many people reach out to me. So again, abundance. I just focus on, listen, people come to me easily. People come to me naturally. I don't even have to email people for, uh, you know, basically interviews or anymore. People just email me all the time. So I have an abundance of people that contact me. So same thing, you know, but I'm doing it because I really enjoy doing it. And, you know, if you look at the numbers or anything like this, it's it's going to drive you nuts. And that's inauthentic to be able to do something like that just for the likes, just for the numbers. You know, in my case, I spent a shit ton of money on social media advertising and it was like, all right, you know what? Why am I doing this? Because Gary Vee and all these people say that you should social media advertise, you know, because it's good and, you know, get likes. Like those are meaningless things. What's meaningful to me is when people email me and they say, hey, you know, your episode really made a difference in my life. Or, hey, I listened to one of your guided meditations and this has really helped me relax at night. Or, you know, the relationships that I actually form through this podcast, through the people I interview, through people that, you know, message me and, and tag me and, and we talk and that kind of stuff. I mean, that's really your metrics and the things that really fulfill me. So don't be afraid to try things. I've spent a lot of money on everything from biohacking to business hacking of, you know, learning new books. I mean, constantly try things out. You, you don't know until you try, but also don't be afraid to quit and know when it's appropriate to quit rather than keep pushing yourself in an inauthentic direction, whether it's an inauthentic business direction, inauthentic relationship, friendship, uh, you know, practice. I mean, I used to do intermittent fasting and I do have a, uh, an episode on that, uh, danceoflife.com slash fasting. If you want to download the intermittent fasting guide, complete intermittent fasting guide, everything to know about that in there. But even with that, you know, the point is I don't really do so much of that anymore. I mean, I, I fast for about 12 to 13 hours a day, you know, but that's basically because I eat dinner and I try to eat four hours before I go to bed. So I wake up, you know, I usually wait an hour before I eat. So that usually comes out to about 12 or 13, 14 hours sometimes. But more than that, you know, I used to try to do intermittent fasting with like the coffee and the the bullet, you know, the bulletproof style of fat and the coffee and everything. And I was doing it for in an, authentic, an inauthentic reason because oh, I'm getting my ketones and it's, and you know, I have all these mental structures about why you're doing it. And, you know, oh, I'm getting my, you know, apoptosis and anti-aging benefits and all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you're just doing it because somebody else told you, not because you, I didn't enjoy doing that. You know, I like to eat, I like to eat in the morning and there's science around that too, uh, that I'll be putting in my book conventionally, conveniently. But either way, whether you like to eat or not, the point is do what you want to do. You know, don't be doing something and not quitting because you're afraid, oh, you know, I should be doing this. Ultimately, you know, quitting or not quitting is meaningless. What matters is, are you in, in alignment with those choices? The final thing is, actually not the final thing, second to final thing is don't hide from clarity. Yeah, don't hide from clarity, guys. You know, ultimately, clarity is your friend. It leads you to action. I've dealt with so many situations. This is not just for the last seven months, both in myself and with others, where we just avoid clarity. 
And one habit that I've tried to really enforce in my own life, and even though it's been difficult at times because it's so easy to run and hide, to avoid conversations that are quote unquote heavy or serious or difficult, but you know, don't be afraid of clarity. We run away from that because we think it's a short-term solution. We get comfort and relief from not having to face these things. But when you find clarity, you're actually creating a solution. Whether that's clarity in your relationship, clarity in your finances, clarity in you know your business, whatever. Don't be afraid to face the numbers. Don't be afraid to get specific and really accurate about what the problem is with, with a neutral eye. Be the researcher. Be the scientist. Don't be the judge. That's important. You know, when you're, when you're seeking clarity, be the researcher. Be neutral. Because clarity will help you get unstuck. When we avoid clarity, we spin in circles because ultimately you never really address the root of the problem. And again, I've dealt with so many situations, both in friends and clients and myself, where you run away from clarity and it's just all it does is postpone the problem. So don't run away from clarity. It's your friend. Always, always seek. Be specific. Like, don't leave a gray area in a question. If you, if you don't know something, do research on it. Especially now with all the stuff that's happening, everybody's becoming a researcher. And, you know, some of that time and energy is wasted, I think, on just pointless Facebook debates. I don't know how many have had over the last seven months, and I'm sure you have had too. But use that spirit of researching and thoroughness and fact-checking for your own life because there's value to it. Rather than worrying about political stuff, fact-check your own finances. Fact-check your own business. Fact-check your own health. You know, why do I feel this way? Why is that score in my blood test this way? And what could it possibly mean? Oh, I don't know. You know, I'm just going to keep keep on keeping on. But that doesn't lead you to a solution. All that does is make the problem worse. So find clarity. Obviously, there's a balance to it too. Don't obsess. And there's the dance, right? The dance between two things. Find clarity, but don't obsess because some things you just can't be completely clear on, especially with health. I mean, those those are some nebulous areas sometimes. But get enough clarity that you can take new action. That's the key. Get enough clarity that you can take new action. So wherever you are in your life with your problem, you don't have to know 100% of the information, but know enough that you can take something new rather than keep doing the same thing. All right, so the final thing I want to share with you is a little story. It's a story I heard from my mom, actually, (laughs) and she heard from a monk somewhere, and I'm going to adapt it here for this podcast, but it's the story of the honeybee and the housefly. And, you know, it's, like I said, whatever you'd believe in, universe, God. But, you know, God came down one day and he saw a honeybee flying around. He said, you know, honeybee, what do you what do you enjoy about the world? I'm curious to know. The honeybee kind of buzzed around a little bit. And he said, you know, I really love the beauty of the flowers, their colors, their smells, and the trees. They're just so gorgeous and the way they have green leaves and they give you shade. It's just all so beautiful. And God, you know, stood there and nodded his head and he said, okay, okay. So he walked around and he found a housefly buzzing around. He said, housefly, tell me, what do you love most about the world? And the housefly kind of sat there for a second. He said, hmm, you know, God, I'll be honest with you. I just really love all the shit. I love just rolling around in it. I love the smell. 
you know, it's just all, I love the garbage too. I mean, just, it's just so enticing. Every time I see it, I just, I can't help myself, you know, and God sat there and nodded and said, huh, okay. And you know, this story, and that's pretty much it for the story, but what the story tells you, the first moral is, (laughs) it's the obvious one is same reality, two different perspectives, depending on, you know, whether you're the house fly or the honeybee, two vastly different perspectives, right? About what you're attracted to and what you see out of the same reality. Do you see beauty and flowers or do you see garbage and shit? Uh, you know, but the second, there's a second hidden moral to this story, to this story. And that's that there is no morality to this. You know, initially we say, oh, you know, you want to be like the honeybee. You want to have, you know, because it's bad to be the housefly. So the second moral that I have to offer you is that there is no morality to this. You know, the, the housefly yeah, he loves garbage and all that messy stuff, but that's the housefly to him. You know, that's that's amazing. That's what he thrives on. The bee loves the the pollen and the the colors and the flowers, and that's what it thrives on because those are adapted for those two realities. So it's not good or bad. It's just every perspective will give you a certain set of actions and beliefs and stories and reasons and all kinds of stuff that you will justify. If you're a housefly, then you're going to justify, you know, going to garbage and hanging out in garbage and loving garbage. If you're a honeybee, you're going to justify going and hanging out in beautiful flowers and pollen and trees and all that stuff. It's not wrong or right. It's just the perspective allows certain actions. It creates a whole reality. And so the real moral lesson here is anything can be interpreted from a particular perspective. So if you have a perspective that the world is unlucky and, you know, it sucks and we're all going to shit and there's garbage all, of, all over the place, then that's going to give you a certain set of actions and stories and justifications and reasons that all feel very real. If, on the other hand, you have a different perspective that the world is not about luck or unluckiness, it's about abundance and faith and we're moving in the right direction. This is all part of the process and there's beauty all over. You walk outside any day and you see the beauty all over the system, then that gives you certain actions and beliefs and reasons and emotions and justifications, right? So it's not wrong or right. The question is, which one do you really want? Which one feels pleasurable to you? Which one empowers you to do what you need to do in life? Or which one keeps you small? So when you're looking at your life, take the morality out of it rather than thinking it's good or bad perspective and say, you know, how does this perspective force me to act? How does this for perspective force me to be in life? How does it, you know, shape my perspective and emotions around different people or situations? Do I feel miserable all day or do I feel happy and at peace? And obviously one of those effects is pleasurable and one of them is not. So when we look at that, we have to examine, okay, what are the impact of my beliefs and my perspective on the life that I want? And that's why gratitude is so key for everything. You know, I've talked about gratitude for the last two and a half years. It's I've written a book you know, two years ago on it. And it's a big part of my life. And even with all this stuff going on, I can tell you one of the things that I often f- help people with or find useful is simply developing a gratitude practice. Your ability to appreciate things throughout the day, to eat mindfully, to wake up with gratitude, to wait to go to bed with gratitude in your mind. All these things are so important to managing the changes that happen every day. Again, let go or be dragged. That's our Zen proverb for today. And that's the key. If, you, if you're attaching and hanging on 
especially with the momentum of everything going on, you're going to be dragged. <laughs> it's a storm that's going to be dragging you around. So let go. Find peace. Come back to the middle. Find faith and gratitude and appreciation. All these wonderful things that we talk about. There's scientific and physiological basis for them. And obviously, along with other things like taking care of yourself physically, nutritionally, acting on your purpose, having things that fulfill you, all that stuff is all about bringing yourself into alignment. And and that's it. You know, so I hope you enjoyed these lessons, guys. You know, like I said, I'm doing that 30-day challenge. If you want to join me, uh, just send me an email. Tell me you listened to this episode, tutor at danceoflife.com. A little bit informal episode today. We're just kind of ranting and raving about all the different things this year. But look, at the end of the day, it's the power is yours. This year has made everybody feel like shit is out of control. But at the end of the day, the power is yours. You are the eye of the storm. And you can either be in the storm, you know, getting jostled around, or you can be in the center where there's peace and abundance and vision and solutions and all that wonderful stuff. So if you want help with that, email me. I can help you with it. We're going to take a 30-day challenge together make some powerful results in your life. But otherwise, you know, enjoy the rest of your week, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Whatever happens, like I said, it's probably going to get crazier. Enjoy and and keep yourself in the middle. Come back to the middle. Don't let the storm take you. Next week, we're going to be focusing on thyroid health. I'm going to be interviewing a researcher named Charles Hakala. Super cool stuff. I mean, I, I really want you guys to tune in. This is going to be an amazing episode for thyroid health, for iodine Iodine has been demonized as a supplement for the last hundred years, but actually there's so many wonderful aspects to it, especially I've been diving into the research. I mean, I've been supplementing iodine. You have to be careful when you supplement it, obviously, with anything else, but it's a very, very powerful, powerful uh, nutrient for pretty much every organ in your body. And I'm going to be interviewing Charles about all the research on it, especially how you can get tested to see how your iodine levels are as well as your bromide levels and chlorine levels which are toxins that interfere with your thyroid and a bunch of other nasty stuff so all that stuff is going to be talking about on this next friday coming up then we're going to do a tuesday transformation also on a couple of thyroid things too so as always guys i hope you enjoy and thank you so much for being here for joining me for these 200 episodes that's a big deal that's a big deal thank you so much for being here As always, your life is a dance, so go out there and dance it well. For more inspiration, free resources, and bonus content, stay connected at danceoflife.com.